0: You are now listening to NYY Sports Talk, a New York Yankees podcast. Find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. For live in-game Yankee updates, news, and fan giveaways, follow on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Now, let's talk Yankees baseball with Christian and Chris.
1: Welcome back to the NYY Sports Talk Podcast. This is episode 24, presented by the Armchair All-Americans. I'm Christian, alongside my co-host, Chris. What up,
2: Christian? What up, bro? You like that? I'm aggressive today.
1: You know, within 30 seconds, you get people to regret downloading this podcast. Yeah, okay. All right, so anyway, um, let's let's do something big to to jump off the podcast here this week. Uh, we hit 4,000 followers on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. So if you're one of the people that is not following us, please join in at NYY Sports Talk. Uh, Chris said that if we hit 4,000 followers, we would give away Yankee tickets and announce it live at 3 o'clock as we uh, recorded the podcast. So we're coming on just after 3 p.m. here. On a Sunday afternoon. So, Chris, why don't you queue up the winner of
2: the New York Yankee tickets? I'm nervous, man. How are you nervous about? I'm nervous. This is a, this is nerve-wracking.
1: Remember now, our first Yankee ticket giveaway was for 100 followers. 100, bro. Now we're giving away tickets for 4,000. Do we
2: not have the best followers? We do. It's debatable. It's I've been interacting sometimes- with some- Sometimes they're a little aggravating, but in you know a good what? way, in a loving
1: way. Honestly, overwhelmed by the support. And we appreciate everybody that follows us, tweets us, likes a tweet, listens to the podcast. Just Yes, you guys are awesome. But um, to the fellow out there that thought the Yankees are going to get uh, M- Manny Machado for Chance Adams and uh, Brett Gardner. Uh, not happening, fella, So I don't think so. <laughs> um all right so i'm going live huh because live on twitter we're gonna tweet this out as we uh, announce it here on the podcast so all right this is (sighs) nerve-wracking all right oh my god just pick somebody already jesus it's like you're trying to have a a, give
2: childbirth over there winner i gotta do like what's happening you know Oh, you're writing a whole full tweet. Out winner here. of the Yankees ticket giveaway.
1: Could you just announce the winner and send a tweet later?
2: <laughs> a flip. Hey, there we go. Am I live? I am. Look at all these. You like this? This room is worth so much money. Could you stop showing people where I live? You want to see Christian? Nope. You want to, want me to show him? Not interested. Hello. <laughs> Miserable. The winner of the Yankee ticket giveaway is. Email give a drum roll. Scar, double T CEO or something like that is your. Uh, is that Thor's brother? Maybe. <laughs> you are the winner of the two Yankee tickets. Um, when you hear this, see this, whatever. I'll tag you or something. DM us. We'll get your info together. Make sure you guys listen to the podcast. It's coming out tomorrow. All right? Uh, probably around like 9 a.m. for uh, for your commute to work, if you work. Okay? Uh, Scar, congrats. You won the two tickets. Uh, if everyone else here loves him, find him, tag him, let him know he won. All right? Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. I didn't know
1: you were doing, like, a whole live video. I thought you when you meant live, you were just going to, like, tw- send out a tweet while we were recording this. No, man. Live. We meant live, baby. How much of the listener's time did you just waste with this now? What? How much of the listener's time did you just waste? I'll edit this down a little, you know? Alright, anyway, so let's get into the show here. Um It's officially official after the... uh the near call, I guess you could say, what was it, Thursday, that, uh, Garrett Cole? Garrett Cole, Jesus, man, I can't believe I drew such a blank there, that Garrett Cole is going to the Houston Astros. After all the talk and conjecture and blah, 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 and blah of him going to the Yankees, he's going to the Houston Astros. So, I mean, without getting in, we'll break this down. As we move along here, but just based on hearing that news,
2: I mean, how do you feel about that? I'm at peace with it only because of what came out that it wasn't on the Yan- uh, on the Pirates. It was on the Yankees, and it was a matter of...
1: All right, before you get into that aspect of it, just take it on the field, what Garrett Cole means now. I just... Go into
2: the Houston Astros. I'm upset at that aspect of it because... The Astros are the one team that you can compare to the Yankees on paper as being as dominant. Um, and they just added a piece. Whether you think he's a number one, two, or three, I don't care. They added a legitimate pitcher to their rotation, and that's scary. You're going to pair him with Dallas
1: Keuchel, Justin Verlander, um, our buddy Lance McCullers, Charlie Morton. And who's the other guy that they have? Their big guy. I can't even think of his name. Keuchel? I said Clark Verlander. Call. Verlander, I said it already. Yes. Yeah, Morton and McCullers. Yeah. Oh, that's five. Yeah. All right, so there you go. I don't know who, why I was thinking of somebody else.
2: That's a pretty damn Oh, good... I know who you're thinking of. Who? He got suspended. Who? He was supposed to be. He couldn't pitch in the postseason. Ah, uh, what's his name? I can't think of it right now, but he got suspended because of HGH, didn't he? Or he did something. No, I'm
1: not thinking of him. I'm thinking of somebody that was actually on their postseason roster.
2: Then you named everybody. So. I'm not sure who you're thinking of. I don't know. My mind wanders from time to time. But, I mean, it's a scary thought. Whether you were high on Cole or not, man. The Houston Astros, who you have to expect. I'm not saying it's a... It's a given by any means, but you have to expect to meet them again in the ALCS, um or somewhere along the lines in the postseason. And now this team just added this piece to their rotation. And it's it's a scary thought. I don't like it. But hey. Yankees gotta keep moving forward, like you said. They can't <clears throat> they can't have like a freak reaction to this and do something stupid here. They have to stay the course. And I still think the Yankees are just as scary. I really do. See, I had somebody tweet at us that it
1: it doesn't, uh, it shouldn't be that big of a deal because uh, Houston has bullpen issues. But they just won the World Series with those same bullpen issues. And they added, uh, to me, a top starter in in the league. So, I mean, like, if you're going to go out there and you're going to, you know, you're facing them in a short series, and you got to go one, two, three, Cole, Keichel, and Verlander. I mean, it's tough.
2: I don't care who the Yankees have out there. It's tough. It's a tough, tough thing to to think about right now. But, you know, you don't know what kind of year Verlander's going to have. You don't know if Keichel's going to stay healthy, and you certainly don't know if Cole's going to stay healthy. Um, and look, we have to think of it. We have to think of it from the same standpoint as what made us weary of Garrett Cole, right? And that was the fact that he's coming off of a down year. Actually, really almost back-to-back down years. He had a higher ERA than normal in in 16. He had a 4-plus ERA in 17, giving up 31 home runs. You know, at this point, we were when the Yankees were about to get him, we were saying, hey, you got to hope he has a good year. Now we got to hope he stays the course of... What he's been doing the last couple of years, and, and he's really not a factor. I mean, if Houston's getting a guy that's
1: going to go 12-12 and 12 with a 4.3-year I don't think we worry about it too much. But if he's going to revert back to the guy that he was in 2015, I mean... It's a scary thought. Because their offense is deadly. They have a deadly offense. Do you, some people will tell you that even with John Carl Stanton, their offense is better than the Yankees' offense.
2: I would highly debate that.
1: Well, you can debate that, but the Yankees are centered around a lot of home run hitters, and Houston does have a more diversified offense of guys that aren't always looking to hit the ball
2: out of the ballpark. Well, I think the Yankees have something special put together. Where the
1: Yankees excel over Houston is their bullpen, but as we, as I just said, Houston won the World Series with this same crappy bullpen.
2: Yeah, but that's because they have a guy in Verlander who... The guy I I'm I truly believe Verlander could probably throw a double header in the postseason and be okay. He's just that kind of guy. Do you, do you think
1: that Houston even with winning the World Series going into this season, has Houston separated itself now that they are the unquestioned top team in the American League? No. I think the Yankees are. I do. Take your Yank
2: take your, I'm taking take your it cap off, off right now. You want now. me to get naked?
1: No, I don't no, I don't want you to get naked. You know,
2: stop being a freak all the time. <laughs> I truly believe the Yankees are still the top team. I think they're the team to beat. I think when you go down that roster and you keep rattling off those names and then you talk about guys like Severino, Tanaka, uh Gray, Cece, uh Montgomery or whoever is they the Yankees'
1: bullpen advantage over Houston
2: that great that that's, you could say that because, and, and that's what I'm going to get to. And then you take all that and you rattle off those names and you put them aside, and then you look at this bullpen, and it's like, I don't care who the Astros add to their starting rotation, this bullpen is just puts this team above everybody else. I just truly believe that. So Here's
1: what, and I, you know, our, we love Munch. Munch is our buddy and everything. He uh, might not like this, but Cleveland has definitely fallen into that third spot. Maybe even fourth,
2: depending on how good you think Boston oh, sure. is going to be. I, Boston just doesn't scare me. I I don't know. I think. Hey, if they get JD Martinez and Eric Hosmer, I mean. Yeah, I mean, then we're having but again, a discussion. I but. mean,
1: out they go too deep with sale and price. I mean, then are you really scared of their starting rotation after that? And Price is a bum, so.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, hey, what's Price's uh, role moving forward, have they said? I think he's got to be a starter, wouldn't you say that? Yeah,
1: but I mean. I just think he was relieving because they didn't have enough time to stretch him out to – start last year because but in the postseason they could go back to that formula or why would you then i mean you saw how well that worked for them i mean sales got a history of fading in september and then you don't have a horse as much as i don't like price price is a horse so he's a guy that can go out there and throw 100
2: listen $100. we can $100. easily say stuff wise during throughout the year chris sale is the best pitcher in the american league i truly believe that stuff wise overall i'm giving it to Corey kluber but stuff wise i mean Chris Sale's curveball is just unhittable. But when you have a guy like Chris Sale fading off later in the year, remember, Chris Sale was never on a, on a team that was that serious that deep in the season. Boston was that team, and he completely fell apart. So are the Red Sox really that scary to us right now? Maybe on paper they are. They won the division last year. I mean, the Yankees have to overcome that. They will. I think this Yankees team has to win the division this year.
1: All right, so let's get back on track here, as is a trademark of NYY Sports Talk that we start on the train tracks and then we're in the woods somewhere mm-hmm. within three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, when I- – it was Wednesday or Thursday, right? When they said Cole was going to Houston and then he wasn't, and then it was just fake news that he was going to Houston. Right. And then it was, uh, and then last night it broke, last night being Saturday because of we recording on Sunday that it broke, that he's definitely, definitely going to, uh, to Houston. To Houston. And we, and I forgot to mention this in the opening and I apologize, uh, later on in the show you're gonna hear an interview we conducted with Delia uh, Enriquez. From Bronx Pinstripes. From Bronx Pinstripes. Um, we talked about this very topic of uh, Cole going to Houston, amongst other things. as uh, Do a little previewing of the Yankee season. I mean, we are, shockingly, a month away from spring training really getting started with pitchers and catchers reporting. So it's a little early preview of uh, some things that we could be looking forward to in the 2018 season. But as I was saying, like... I wanted Cole because I, I just thought it was great insurance for the Yankees. Like, you know, you got guys like Montgomery and Severino that you're asking to do it again. Their second seasons in the major leagues and you know this, you know, guys have sophomore slumps. You don't know what CC is because of his age, injury. Same thing with Tanaka with the injury. So you got, you know, the names look good, but you, you don't know. So Cole is, even if Cole was going to, Pitched to a 410 ERA. He was still going to be a guy that took the ball every five days.
2: Yeah. I, it's going to be a tough, uh, a tough go when the season starts here to see who can stay healthy. And I think a big factor is going to be CC giving us even a fraction of what he gave us last year. Um, Montgomery, I, I wrote about this, They gotta if they're going to go with Montgomery, they have to go with him full force. It can't be this four or five innings every other time he's out and then they start monitoring his uh, innings and then all of a sudden we have another Jaime Garcia come in and uh, fill in his spot. If Montgomery in any way is starting to fade off or we don't think he's a man for the job, you either go out there and you finally get that guy you need or... You give Chance Adams a shot. All right. I'm glad you brought up Chance Adams. So
1: as the news has been trickling in on the Garrett Cole trade, we're starting to see a little bit of the behind the scenes of what was being offered and what wasn't. Because uh, through various industry sources, you wouldn't really be that impressed with what Houston gave up. I mean, for for Houston's standpoint, I should say, it was a great deal for them. But, you know, the hole that Pittsburgh got
2: isn't really that impressive for a guy like Garrett Cole. The problem is that the Yankees, even when you put aside their top prospects and you go to, say, level two prospects, which would be like a Miguel Andujar. uh...
1: Well, here, I mean, to cut you off, but we were reading today that the Yankees had a list of guys they weren't going to trade for Garrett Cole. Obviously, it was uh, Glibert Torres. It was uh, Florial, Justice Sheffield, who we all know those are the three untouchable guys. But it was also Miguel
2: Andujar. Well, that's what I was getting at here. You take the Yankees' second-level prospects, or at least what we assume to be second-level, and they're still very valuable guys. They're In most farm systems, they're regarded as top tier prospects and Miguel Andujar was a guy that the Pirates really wanted if they were going to give up Cole they didn't really care for Frazier they didn't Frazier wasn't as valuable to him to them as Andujar actually uh, I was reading today that that's not exactly true cuz
1: you and I I you and I were speculating on that that if they were shooting for Glyber Torres then you would think that they would want um Miguel Landuhar because they figured that they would have an infield vacance need more than right. they would have an outfield fake, uh, need. But what, you know, what I also read is that they liked Clint Frazier more than anybody that they got from Houston. The problem was, is that the Yankees package wasn't as deep. It was Frazier and then guys they really didn't, weren't that impressed with where they had a deeper package
2: with uh but Eust- what i'm with, but what uh, i'm Euston. getting at is say they okay what i'm getting at is if they added anduhar to that package with frazier it's a done deal I would, I would i would automatically assume that so what i'm saying you wouldn't automatically no i would, assume- auto- I, that's oh, I, would. I would yeah so what i'm saying to you is that the name Clint Frazier wasn't as valuable to them as we all thought. We thought Frazier mixed with whoever would have gotten the deal done. That's not the case. Andujar was a much more valuable name than we thought. Um, so I'm not saying they didn't want Frazier. I'm just saying we were trying to base a trade with Frazier as the, the big name. And we figured anyone else who followed wasn't as big of a deal, and it was.
1: You know, because it, it, if you look at it, like, let's say you assign a point value to all the prospects, like, let's say Frazier's a five, and then the Yankees just offered three ones. Right. Whereas everybody, so let's say that's a point system of eight, whereas Pittsburgh uh, got four threes. From Houston. So they're getting 12 points from Houston and only 8 from the Yankees, even though the one player the Yankees offered had a higher point system. So that's why they went with the Houston deal. And another thing that surprised me is that the Yankees said Adams or Frazier, not both, which I would have thought that it would have been both of those guys. In Let me ask
2: you this. Say you're a Pirates fan right now. Are you you ticked off that the Pirates – um waved on a guy like Frazier, regardless of who else was in the package, just to build up more lower-level prospects. See, and, if I'm a Pirates and, fan, I'm just automatically mad all the time. Because, but you, ju- like, <laughs> But listen, you just gave up your ace, right? Whether we think he's an ace for us or anyone else out there, he's the Pirates' ace. He's the Pirates' guy. If you're going to deal him, you better be getting back some top guys. And...
1: Yeah, I agree in that sense that I would rather take the the five-star guy and then give me like a couple one-star guys as opposed to a couple like we said like three-star guys. Because I would I'm,
2: rather have that one guy that I saw perform decently in the in the major leagues last Because year. I'm not asking you from an organizational standpoint. I'm asking you as a fan standpoint that okay, we go back and we think back to when Miller got traded. Imagine if they got rid of Miller And we only got back like five to seven uh, second-level, third-level prospects. Imagine if Frazier and Sheffield weren't part of that deal. How upsetting that would have been. No, we would have killed Brian Cashman. Right. So from a fan's perspective, you got to be pretty ticked off that you didn't get Clint Frazier. You passed on Clint Frazier to get some guys who, I mean, are not being regarded as as guys that you should trade Garrett Cole for. So we'll see how that pans out. I don't know. At the
1: end of the day, this is a Yankees podcast and we're Yankees fans. So we got to look at how things work or don't work for the Yankees. I mean, is it a huge loss not getting Cole? Not really. I mean, I would have liked to have him because he's he's still a really good pitcher. And I think he would have really helped out this team. But at the end of the day, he's – what I consider, and you can disagree with me, to be the Yankees' biggest rival right now. I think the Houston Astros are their biggest rival in terms of the team that would potentially keep them from getting to the World Series this year. Agreed. All right. You want to so, get to voicemails? No, not yet. Can we hold on a second
2: here? Yes. Fine.
1: So this is the this is the split part of it. It's like Yankees didn't get Cole, now what do they do? Or do they do anything? Do you think that this
2: puts Darvish into play more now? We talk about this with Delia uh, coming up in the interview. I, You tweeted that the Yankees have to stay the course pretty much. You can't just pull the trigger on something if it's still not going to make sense just because just because you're panicking that the Astros added Garrett Cole. Um, I still think financially it has to make complete sense. And hey, if Darvish is still on the market in a week or two from now... I think you are going to see the Yankees uh, get him at a discounted price. But unless that happens, it just doesn't make but sense. But what's
1: a discounted price? $17, $18 million a year? That's still going to eat up the entire budget no, the Yankees it,
2: have. It, it, the, I'd have to say 15 15 is the only way this makes the sense. The way
1: that it makes sense is the Yankees are going to... Even at $15 million, the Yankees have roughly 17 to $20 million to play with right now. They're not going to... They're not going to go into the season knowing they can't make it significant. But let me move. ask you
2: this: They wouldn't give up Andujar in that deal, so, so hey, do we really have a vacancy at third base right now? Maybe Garrett Cole wasn't the guy they want to give up Andujar for. Who else are they
1: going to? Give I don't it know. Maybe
2: for? maybe Clayton Kershaw. I don't yeah, <laughs> that would be nice. Hey, listen, in my mind right now, Andujar that. All this tells me is that Andujar is going to be the third baseman right now.
1: I said that to you earlier today. I, really,
2: I mean, there's no other way to to think of this right now than Andrew, they think Andujar ready. Any concern they had for him defensively, I think, is out the window. If
1: you're putting him on a list of guys that you won't trade for Garrett Cole, I have to think that Cashman right. is thinking that he's going to be
2: his third right. baseman. So where is the other vacancy now that we have to be so worried about a couple million dollars? I think if they can get Darvish at a fifteen million dollar a year contract, they're gonna do it. I don't think Cashman's gonna get that close to his ceiling without trading a guy.
1: And unfortunately, the the guy and the, the guy I shouldn't say unfortunately, the guy to trade is Jacoby Ellsbury. Even if you have to eat half his contract, that's the guy to move. But nobody wants him. Would you? But you know what I'm saying? Like nobody wants him. So you keep hearing these two names, David Robertson and Brett Gardner. Those are the guys the Yankees can trade to shed salary. Do you want to trade either of those guys?
2: Nope, absolutely not.
1: Brett Gardner's the spark plug of this team. He's their leadoff hitter. You trade him, who's going to hit leadoff? Right. You going to tell me now, Jacoby Ellsbury is your your, <laughs> your left nope. fielder? No. And why are you going to deal David Robertson?
2: No, never. You can't. You just can't. I know he's making David Robertson in the bullpen is more valuable than you, Darvish in the starting. I rotation. totally agree. So and that's not even a question. So he,
1: is Darvish worth bringing in, and then the expense at the added expense of losing either no. Gardner or no. uh, David Robertson? No.
2: Nope. If they can't make it make sense without dealing a guy other than Jacoby Ellsbury, then you just don't do it. Plain and simple, because the way this team is built right now. They could sustain themselves throughout the year.
1: Because if you got Chapman and Green and Robertson and Batantis and Tommy Canely, you're five deep in that bullpen of top-tier relievers. So even if you're not stacked at starting pitcher like you want to be, you you rotate these guys in and around to cover that vacancy. And then you can see how devastating that could be in the postseason when you're and then, you know, maybe you get your guys like Tanaka and CeCe and Seve are ready and, and
2: stepping up now. Right. Because it's all about October for this team now. Of course. You have to, you never want to assume anything in baseball, but come on. This team's a playoff team.
1: Here's the other question I'm going to ask you before we do get to the voicemails. Um, the other big move out there, and again, we keep rehashing everything because nothing's happening and it's all, and it's just what everybody's talking about. Is he saving? Miguel Andujar to trade for Manny Machado? Um, you think Cashman has said, if I can't get the starting pitcher, I'm going to put out the most devastating offense I can possibly put out there and say F everybody else's pitchers because you know, we can just
2: outslug everybody it's now. It's funny because when the news broke that Andujar really held up the deal, it's the first thing that came to my mind was, does Cashman have one more trick up his sleeve? And he's going to get rid of all these guys for Machado. It's a, it's a very valuable piece to add to that package. And he might have known that you give up Frazier and Andujar in that deal. The chances of getting Manny Machado are completely out the window. So maybe that is his, his thought process there. I if don't you're know.
1: Baltimore and the Yankees say, hey... Clint Frazier, Miguel Andujar, and Chance Adams for Manny Machado. I
2: mean, how can you, you do it all day? You man.
1: can't really. If you're Baltimore, how do you, even though that's your divisional rival, how do you turn that down? You do
2: that all day. All day. Because Machado's not going to be an Oriole next year. No, he won't. And so when you get a package like that put together, you do it all day. Because guess what? Andujar is going to be a good baseball player. And yep. he's going to fill that void. He's not going to be Manny Machado, I'll tell you that. But when you're getting guys like Frazier and Chance Adams as well, you're building up a nice team for yourself.
1: Because and, a lot of our followers are tweeting at us after we, you know, discussed the uh, cold trade last night. They're expecting Cashman to come out and break the internet in the next couple of days.
2: So you think so? I, you know what? The more we talk about it, the more I think it's going to happen. I think by next podcast, Manny Machado could be a New York Yankee. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I remember last week I told you that I thought it was
1: a 5% chance that Machado would be a Yankee in 2018. I'll up
2: that to 12% now. I'm going to up it to 35%. Because I still
1: think there's a lot of hurdles out there, but I also... It's one of two things with Andrew Hart. Either the Yankees are set on him being a third baseman, or they want to trade him to Baltimore to fill
2: their hole for hey, Machado. It's not... The craziest thought in the world. I can agree with you there. All right, so before we get to our interview with
1: uh, Delia Enriquez of uh, Bronx Pinstripes, uh, you know we got a little voicemail situation set up where you guys can call in and uh, leave us a voicemail, and then we'll answer it on the podcast. So let's uh, let's get into that right now. All right, we'll
2: go with a few of them. That way we can answer quickly and get to the interview.
0: Hey there, I'm a Yankees fan in Vancouver, Canada. Um, who do we want to see fill uh, the void at second base since um Castle is longer with us? So that's the question we have to answer for the upcoming season. Thanks very much. Go Yankees.
1: You know, you asked me this the other
2: day. Could you see Starling Castro coming back to the Yankees? And, and I, I, don't... I read it somewhere. Like, someone did a poll. Who would you rather have come back, Frazier or Castro? And I... It's not the craziest thing in the world that Castro could be Yankee again in 2018. And
1: you get, and you can get Miami to maybe eat a little <laughs> bit of his salary. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Cashman
2: has done. He's done this he's, before. He's, he's done it before. Uh, I don't think we I don't, both don't yeah. think it will happen. Um, getting Castro back to answer the question.
1: Derek Jeter, as much as we love him, he will be. He will be hung by his shoelaces from the tallest tree in Miami <laughs> if he trades John Carl Stan to the Yankees four star on Castro <laughs> and then get and then trade star Castro back to the Yankees and gets
2: like their single A ball boy back in return. All right, so here's there's two ways there's two things that could happen with second base. The first one being the most logical one, and I don't agree with it, but I think it's going to happen. I think Torres is going to start it. At, start at second the, base I, hit, I, yes. because I think they're going to let Torres sit in the minor leagues for a few weeks. That way, we we what we get him.
1: You manipulate his service time this right. way this year this. Season doesn't count, towards. I it. don't
2: want that to happen. I don't think it's the smart move. I think it's the smart I move. I don't. I want Torres. Because if Torres is going to be part of this team, I want him up on opening day. It, why
1: wouldn't you sacrifice five weeks of him playing in AAA to get him for an additional
2: full season? I just – I think you need to make a statement. I think you need to bring this kid up, and I think he needs to be there for opening day. Um However, if the Yankees do go and get Manny Machado – you will absolutely be seeing Torres start at second base, or someone like Torres, um, until Torres has done his time in AAA and they can call him up. I don't think is going to come back to this team. Um, I think those are going to be the only two options at that point. Everyone's saying Tyler Wade, too. I think Torres is the better option. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I would rather Tyler Wade be the guy on the bench and let... Uh, Toll play while we're waiting for Torres. All right voicemail number two.
2: Hey guys first time calling in I just uh, was wondering Which team are you most looking forward to seeing their pussies get spanked by the Yankees the most? Thanks for answering my question
1: What the hell <gasps> uh, He
2: meant pussies, right? <laughs> oh my god. It was was that real? If we just have to answer this quickly, I'm going to say the Astros, baby. I hate that team. I'm ready to beat them. Okay, let's (laughs) move on from that. All right, next one.
1: Hi, guys. It's Patrick Galloway from Northern Ireland. Just wanted to ask you a question on the new manager and
0: what you would be happy with in his first season. Would you be happy with winning the division, playoffs? Is it the whole lot? Win-lose record, what would you use to of me personally? I think we can win the league, and at least we can go into, hopefully, a World Series. But I'd like to hear your points. Thanks, guys. Bye.
2: Um, I think that a win-loss record doesn't... Necessarily matter when we sit here and say the Yankees have to win 95 games. I think it's just a matter of they have to win enough games to win the division,
1: which will be 95, which games. will be
2: about 95 games. Um I think this team has the potential to win closer to 100. To be honest, if they let's back the truck up here, okay? Let's before we, they won 91
1: last year, they overachieved. Let's get them to 93, 95, which would win. I would honestly think would win the division before we start talking hundred win teams here. Okay, they got to win
2: the division and they got to win the pennant, in my mind, and I think they'll do both. The, I really do. He mentioned something about the rookie manager. I,
1: We've talked about it. It's yeah. We this this horse is so beaten down. There's <laughs> there's no flesh left on it. Um, it doesn't matter. Aaron Boone's the manager. Joe Girardi's the manager. The expectations after last year
2: are get to the World Series. Now I agree. All right, last voicemail, and then we'll get to the interview.
0: Hi, uh, this is more of a comment than it is a uh, question. I just wanted to say I'm a big fan of you guys all the way out here in uh, Vermont. And uh, I just want to say, Chris, you are fantastic. I think you do great work, Christian. You need to be uh, a little bit more on top of your game to keep up with him, but I think you're pretty good as well. Uh, Chris, keep carrying the show, pal. Thank you. Wow,
2: was that you? No, that was not me. You're such a liar. Thank you to whoever that was. Yeah, you can Vermont. stop. Yeah, well, you
1: know, I'm never visiting Vermont, so I, I carry the show. Yeah, you carry wow. the show. Obviously, I I know that's the Stacy that I called. Did <laughs> there's no there's no logical
2: explanation for that. I'm a huge fan out here in Vermont. Yeah, you asshole. <laughs> No, he was so angry. He didn't. He didn't let it all out, but he was very angry. Why would you waste everybody's time with that? Because it's so good. All right, let's get to the interview with Delia uh, of the Bronx Pinstripes. Everyone enjoy. All right, we're on with uh, Delia Enriquez from Bronx Pinstripes. How are you, Delia?
0: I'm good. How are you?
2: Good. Um, thanks for coming on with us. We have uh some pretty big news that broke last night, so it's kind of nice that we have a, a credible guest coming on here to talk about it. Garrett Cole went to the Houston Astros last night and it seems to be officially official this time.
0: Yes, officially official.
2: <laughs> um what what do you feel this does? For the Yankees moving forward, do you think they step off of the idea of needing to add another pitcher at this point? Do you see them going out and getting you, Darvish? Or do you feel like their starting pitching at this point is good where it is? And maybe down the the line this season, if they feel they need to, they'll they'll add another starting pitcher.
0: Well, at this point, they don't necessarily need to add another starting pitcher. And personally, I wouldn't add you, Darvish the Yankees are trying to get under the luxury threshold and adding Hugh Darvish would create complications where they might have to trade, let's say, a David Robertson or a Brett Gardner and maybe even a Jacob Willsbury if he waits his contract. So right now, I don't see the Yankees necessarily needing to trade I and mean, sign a starting pitcher. Um, the rotation they have at this point is pretty, it can contend pretty well going into the season.
2: But let me ask you this. And real quick, I don't want to harp on you, Darvish, too, too much because I feel like we've been talking about him nonstop. But say you, Darvish, goes another few weeks here and nothing is done and he still doesn't know where he's going to end up in 2018 and the Yankees get him at a nice discounted price. Do you see then, as long as it makes sense financially, you, Darvish, being a nice fit for this team?
0: If it makes sense financially, then yeah, I could see him fitting in with the Yankees. So then this this has nothing to
2: do with the talent aspect. This is more of financial, in your opinion, he doesn't make sense right now.
0: Yes, that's probably the only reason that he wouldn't make sense. It's just that he doesn't fit into the the monetary plan. Um, talented wise, he could compete on, he could compete if the Yankees sign him. And I think he would do pretty well in the Bronx. But just from a financial standpoint, I don't see it happening at this point. Maybe a couple years, a couple. I'm sorry, a couple weeks um, before spring training. All right. So
1: um, you mentioned a big name there, uh, Jacoby Ellsbury. It's his contract has become a a real uh, albatross around the Yankees. Do you see a way that the Yankees can trade him? Because it seems like if the Yankees want to bring a veteran uh, infielder and sign a, a starting pitcher like a Yu Darvish, they're going to have to move salary. And I think all of us would prefer if that salary didn't come in the form of David Roberts, uh, Robertson or uh, Brett Gardner that we would prefer to be Jacoby Ellsbury. Do you think that, the A, the Yankees should trade Ellsbury, meaning that there's really no spot for him on this team? And where do you see him possibly going if the, if such a trade could be worked out?
0: Um, to answer the first question, I think that, yes, he should be traded because there's really... On the outfield depth chart, there's no room for him. You already have Gardner, you have Aaron Hicks, Aaron Judge, Jim um, Carlos Stanton. So, Ellsbury would technically... Oh, also Clint Frazier if he's up with the team. So, technically, Ellsbury would be the sixth, the sixth outfielder. And with, and with all that talent, he would mostly see his time on the bench. So... I think that the Yankees should trade him, but there are a lot of complications. One is his contract. No team is going to want to take his contract unless the Yankees see a substantial amount. The second part is Elfbury doesn't want to waive his no-trade clause. He feels he has a shot of winning a job in spring training, which at this point, I don't see it happening unless Aaron Hicks gets hurt or, or Gardner gets hurt or if Clint Frazier, if he gets hurt. Or
1: like a house so on Aaron, Judge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well i don't really see aaron Judge getting hurt <laughs> i, I hope, would hope not we knock wood on that <laughs> knock on wood
1: on wood. <laughs> well speaking of the big guy since you brought him up uh, 52 home runs in 2017 took the uh, major league baseball by storm rookie of the year runner up to the uh mvp award
2: if you can even call him runner up at that point oh. yeah. <laughs>
1: That's what it was, but we don't have to get into that again. Uh, what are your expectations for Aaron Judge in 2018? I mean, we Chris and I debate this all the time. If he hits 40 home runs this year, people are going to look at it as a down year? Can he sustain the record pace that he was on? Do you see him coming back down to earth a little bit? Just give us uh, your thoughts on what you expect out of uh, number 99 in 2018.
0: Okay, what he did last year was phenomenal. It, it was, it, it was historic, record breaking. So I don't see him putting up the exact same numbers he did last year, and he might regress a little bit, come back down to earth. But if he hits like 40 home runs, I won't consider that a failure. The Yankees wouldn't consider that a failure. I mean, he's, he has substantial talent.
2: Well, it, the problem is that he set the bar so high, and he did it I mean, my brother, actually, he looked at me, I think it was after game seven, after the Yankees were eliminated, he looked at me and he goes, do you think that Aaron Judge hit the most home runs he'll ever hit again in his career in a single season? And I looked at him and I said, you know what? It sounds crazy, but hey, hitting 52 home runs is not easy. That very well could be the truth. I mean, we can't. I think moving forward with Aaron Judge, of course, the rest of the league isn't going to do this. The beat writers aren't going to do it. But as fans, as people close to the team here and, and reporting on the team, I don't think we can compare this season moving forward. I think we just have to take a guy like Aaron Judge season by season and really break mm-hmm. down his stats as he goes. Uh You hope he exactly. cuts down on the strikeouts a little bit, and that should help. But... You know, as we talked about there there is a surplus of outfielders right now. Um, what there isn't a surplus of is infielders. Um and we still don't really know who's gonna fill the hole at second and third base. Do you, where do you think the Yankees stand on that in opening day? Do you see Torres maybe playing one of the two positions and maybe calling up an Andahar or Torres to fill the other?
0: Um, I actually do see that happening. Um, the Yankees are very high on Miguel Andujar and Glyber Torres. So, I wouldn't be surprised if both of them were second and third basemen, um, opening day. The only reason Torres wasn't in the picture last year is because he got hurt. But, the Yankees are well aware of his talent. Terrance, he will, he fits in a bench role. But I do expect to see him at second and third at some point. Maybe play a little shortstop when Gidi's not playing.
1: Do you see any way that, uh, Todd Frazier's on this team?
0: Um, it's, it's on the fence. It depends on how, it depends on how, what he's looking for contract-wise. If he's willing to take a one-year deal, um, I think that the Yankees might go for it. But if he wants more than one year, which has been the rumors over the last few weeks, I don't think the Yankees will, I don't think the Yankees will, aren't interested. I heard that he was talking to the Mets. But
1: you got that looming giant of Manny Machado out there in 2019. So I don't know if the Yankees want to tie up a uh, third base past this year.
2: Well, look, it's kind of funny, too. Um, you have three guys out there right now that if the Yankees wait just a few more weeks, they might be able to steal. And we just mm-hmm. talked about one of them in U Darvish, um, which I think U Darvish will sign within the next week or so. I really do. But then you have these two other guys in Mike Moustakas and Todd Frazier, where if the Yankees aren't comfortable with Andujar's defense just yet to start the season at third, you could see one of these guys coming back down to earth a little bit and saying, you know what, I'll take that one-year deal and I'll, and I'll see what I can do with it. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I'm actually quite shocked that Lusakis is still in the free agent market, but if I were in his position or Todd Frazier's position, I would take the one-year deal considering how slow the free agency has gone this year and try to rebuild my value for next year when the free agent class will be much bigger.
1: All right. We're on uh, with Delia Enriquez of uh, Bronx Pinstripes here. You can find her on Twitter at Girl 4 um, So based on who's actually on this team right now, we want to pick your brain a little bit because Chris and I debate this all the time. Who's going to bat where? You know, with Stanton, Judge Sanchez, uh, you know, Greg Bird, you know, if you were to manage the New York Yankees, how would you shape up your, your, we'll just take it at one through five right now. How would your one through five in this lineup look?
0: Okay. So the Fleet Offs, it has to be Gardner. There's, that's pretty much a lock. Um, second, I've actually been debating, I'm actually quite on the fence between maybe Aaron Hicks or D Gregorius.
2: I'm a Hicks so fan for number a- two. Thank you, Delia. No, I'm a, but I'm
0: a uh-huh. D. guy for number two. So, <laughs> so I, I, I was, depending on the situation, either or would probably fit. Third, I would probably do Gary Sanchez. Fourth, Aaron Judge. And then fifth, Stanton.
2: Okay. Hey, I, I think that you can take any guys one through five that you just named, and you could put them in a... Hat and just pick them out and still have a deadly lineup. So, I think Gardner's obviously a lock. After,
0: mm-hmm. And it's still but, deep after one through five. You still have Greg Bird, it's who good. could yeah.
2: That's who a lot of people think is the best hitter <laughs> in this organization. So, you know, Delia, you go through top to bottom and you just keep naming all these names and you can't help but laugh. <laughs> it just gets comical uh-huh. at, at some point that the Yankees really have put together this power offense. It's crazy. But uh, speaking yeah. of speaking of the manager putting together this lineup, uh, obviously Aaron Boone's going to be leading the way this year. Uh, it's been a while uh, since we've had a new face leading the team. What are your thoughts on Aaron Boone? Is there any concern on your end as far as having a rookie manager lead this team?
0: Um, well, first of all, before we get into Aaron Boone, I'm actually quite – disappointed that Joe Girardi isn't coming back, because I was actually quite a, I was actually quite a fan of Girardi. But going into wow. Aaron Boone, um, I actually have high expectations for him this year. And I think he has enough race, um, baseball knowledge, especially with his brother who played baseball and his dad who has baseball knowledge, they could both um, help contribute to him actually being a successful manager. And as being a rookie manager, you have to get experience somewhere. You have to, it's no one is a veteran manager from day one. They're all they all rookies at one point. It's a
1: great point.
0: And mm-hmm. and he with the team that he currently has, I think that he'll do very well on um, leading them to at least the postseason. My expectations the world, the world series, but um yeah, I think this year he'll definitely shape he'll help shape the young kids because the Yankees wanted someone who could connect with the rookies. And they also want someone who could um who could get gain respect of the veterans. And I think that Aaron Boone fits both of those categories.
2: Delia, let me ask you this. At the end of the season last year, the Yankees fell short in game seven, and we all kind of stepped back and we said, you know what? Just like Aaron Judge set the bar high for his personal career, this team set the bar extremely high for what we're gonna expect from them in twenty eighteen. And then all of a sudden, you know, Joe Girardi's gone and we're searching for a new manager. We hire a rookie manager. Do you think that lessens the expectations of this team in 2018? If this team, say, makes it to the ALCS again but doesn't win the pennant, is it a – I don't want to say failure, but do we feel a little more disappointed than we did the year before? Or do we look at this and say, hey, new manager uh, – leading the way here, he did a good job, they'll go out and get him next year. What do you think are going to be the the thoughts around the fan base if this team doesn't, in fact, win a pennant?
0: Um, well, there's always going to be a disappointment if they don't win the pennant, um, especially considering how close they were last year. So if it, the same scenario happens this year, I would think that – there would be more disappointment because of um, how close they were to the World Series last year and the amount of talent on this team. But I wouldn't completely say that it's because of a brand new manager. I would think that maybe that it's a team team effort.
1: All right. So before we let you go, Delia, um, we just want to ask you the last question here. You know, Chad Green was the unsung hero of the Yankees last year, a guy that came out of
2: nowhere and just completely uh Took everybody. Found his found his place in the bullpen. Yeah,
1: just an unbelievable year from Chad Green last year. Who is going to be the Chad Green of the 2018 Yankees, that guy that we're not thinking of that's just going to come out here and step up and play a major role on this team going forward?
0: Hmm. You see, I've actually thought about this question, and I'd like to say maybe Chance Adams. The Yankees are pretty Ooh. high on him. and Okay. I think he has the potential to actually win a spot, and he might surprise everyone.
2: Well, you know what? I said I, – I wrote a, I wrote a little piece a few weeks back. There's one thing that's inevitable, and that's injury. Uh, and mm-hmm. given some of the track records of the starting pitchers the Yankees have, um, I'd say it's almost inevitable that a starting pitcher is going to go down for some – amount of time this year and you gotta you gotta think that it's gonna be chance Adams right getting the call right I, I'll be very disappointed if Luis Ces is getting the spot start over uh, chance Adams at this point if chance Adams think, is on this we'll, team we'll be which <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh Delia we can't thank you enough for giving giving us your time today we appreciate it uh, again find Delia Enriquez on Twitter at dfiregirl 4. Um, writer for the Bronx Pinstripes. Thank you so much, Delia. We appreciate your time.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate
2: it. All right, no problem, Delia. Take care and uh, go
0: Yanks. Go Yankees. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Have a good one.
0: You too. All
2: right, again, that was um, Delia Enriquez from Bronx Pinstripes. Thank you again for your time. Everyone give her a follow. D is in the letter D. Yeah, Fire like D for
1: dummy. For- not her, Chris.
2: <laughs> um, we're gonna give away the hat that we had from last week. The listener never claimed it, so we ran another contest. The winner is Robert Ruiz at doing sickeroo. I don't even know if I don't know what your handle is. Oh my god, are you stupid? Reach out to us. It's Don Sick A Rio. <laughs>
1: One, in case there's <laughs> another Don Sicario
2: out there. So reach out to us when you hear this and uh, claim your prize. All right, time to get to uh, the bums. The bummers. Catchers.
1: Catchers today. Chris wanted to put Joe Girardi on the list automatically because he hates Joe Girardi and he wants to see him die in a fiery pump No, crash. I do not. I used to. <laughs> <laughs> but Girardi has a career 272 average as a Yankee in four seasons, so nope. Plus, I voted that the triple keeps him off. If you guys voted that the home run kept Boone off, I voted that the triple right. kept him off.
2: So who are we going to talk about here? Chris Stewart has to be one of them, no? Uh, yeah, let's go. You got the stats in front of you, so I'll let you run the ship here on this.
1: All right, so uh, right now, I just
2: want to see if I could pick up any names here. I don't even think – do we even have to go into statistics? Can we just go off of names by hearing guys' names and just going, yeah, bum?
1: No. That would not be fair to everybody. By the way,
2: our starting pitcher for the Bronx Bummers, Um, by one percentage point, he squeaked through in the last minute, Carl Pavano. Congratulations, pal. You are the biggest bum since 1996 to be a part of this organization as a starting pitcher. You bum, 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 bum. All right. So speaking of bums,
1: the first one we got up here from the 2000 Yankees, uh, we got a uh, Chris Turner, who was Jorge Posada's backup that year. I don't even remember him yeah, exactly. Uh, one home run. Seven ribs and a
2: 236 batting average. Bum. In 102 plate appearances. Bum. All right. So. Remember, these aren't going to be very substantial guys. I'm
1: just going to read off the, the main backup catchers in, uh, these
2: years. And then we'll. Hey, can we put Montero on this? No, he wasn't a, he but wasn't he's a bum. bum now. Yeah, but he wasn't. We, we didn't want to trade him. He's like making s'mores.
1: All right. You got T- Toddie Green here. Who was the backup to to? Um, oh my god! they Sada? yeah, they had two, they had two guys that kind. Uh, um. All right, so you got Todd Green here, 100 plate appearances, a homer, eleven ribs. And I remember
2: then, him. He was a bum.
1: And then you got um Joe Oliver in uh, 40 plate appearances, a homer and two ribs. I remember him too. So uh, as I read them off, Chris is going to write them down, and we're just. We'll just go off of that and uh, narrow it down to three here. All right, so you got a uh, Chris Widger here.
2: Oh, I remember him.
1: I do. That name, the name sounds familiar, Mister Widget. As a Yankee, he, uh, yeah, you know, the batting average for backup catcher is two ninety seven. So, nope, not gonna happen. Not gonna there. happen. All right. Um, what else do we got here? Alberto Castillo. Let's look at his numbers again. And this is 2002 as a backup. One. All right. Here we go. We have, uh, no home runs, four runs batted in, and a 135 batting average. Who is this? Alberto Castillo. Okay. Now, again, folks, you're not, I mean, we had Jorge Posada. Lock up
2: this position for so long So it's really How many plate appearances Castillo has? Uh 41 mm. Give me Flaherty man
1: Give me a little Flaherty Well he's coming up Because we're on flash the, We're on the 2003 squad now So let's see here a little flash-a-roo a little flash roo Johnny Flats Career as a Yankee Here we go in 389 plate appearances.
2: Wow, that's low. I thought he had more.
1: Mr. Flaherty, 12 home runs, 41 runs batted in, and a 226 batting average. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. All right, so Flaherty was also the backup in 04, right? Yes, yeah, so let's keep going here. Oh, you want to take a look at Deanna Navarro?
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: All right. Oh my goodness, Mr. Navarro. Now he's inconsequential to the Yankees because he was traded. He had set... "I thought he played with the Yankees."
2: What, he only like, had seven at bats. You were gonna say the
1: D- his name was the owner because I remember Susan Baldwin was always like, "You say his <laughs> name like George Steinbrenner's D-Owner. D-Owner D-Owner. the owner, the owner." owner. I like that. Uh, I could have sworn he really had some time with the Yankees, but he didn't. He had seven plate appearances, so. That's not going to. Okay.
2: While Christian pulls this up, uh, just a reminder follow us at NYY Sports Talk on Twitter and Facebook. Um, head to nyysportstalk.com. We dropped the Katie Sharp, Getting to Know Katie Sharp article last week. Uh, next month, February 13th, we're going to drop Getting to Know Gene Monahan. It is a must read interview. I'm telling you, some of the insights he gave us. We're just phenomenal. Uh subscribe to the site and also head to MYY slash shop, swag up, get yourself some Yankee swag at a nice aggressive discounted price.
1: Alright, how about Sal Fasano? Oh
2: yeah. I forgot about him.
1: I was always I always liked Sal. I, don't I know why. never liked him. Fifty-seven plate appearances, home a uh, one dinger, five ribs, and a one forty-three batting average. Oh
2: boy. How many How many dingaroos? One ding. How many ribbies? Cinco. Cinco ribs. And a 134, huh?
1: Yes. No, 143, I'm sorry. Oh, wow. What
2: a big difference. You want to take a
1: look at Kelly Stinnett, who was also a backup on that team? No, probably. Kelly Stinnett, who had 79 at-bats. And... Rounded the bases once, nine ribs in a 228 batting average. How many ribbies? Nine.
2: Nine. Mr. Kelly I think that's good. Other than uh we gotta put Chris Stewart. We gotta talk about Stewart. How about this guy? His name popped up a few times. Will Nieves. Nieves, maybe that's who I was thinking of.
1: Who played, uh, three seasons here at 76 plate appearances, never hit a home run, <laughs> drove in eight runs, and had a career batting average of 141.
2: Wow. That's probably going to earn him a spot on the list. I think I was thinking of him over Navarro. Maybe I was mixing the two up. We're getting there. Don't worry about it. Um, here we go.
1: Chad Moeller. Ugh. Forgot about him. The Yankees had four catchers in two thousand eight. You wanna you wanna just limit it to uh how about Pudge Rodriguez? I'm Pudge. not putting Pudge on a
2: on a bums list.
1: Why? Because I love him. All right, but as a Yankee in a hundred and one plate appearances, he had two home runs, three runs batted in and a two nineteen average. Bum. <laughs> and how about Chris Stewart? That's the guy you keep asking yeah, about, that, right?
2: And that'll be enough.
1: Uh, Stewart was with us in 08, came back in 2012 and 2013. He had 500 plate appearances, so that's wow. a significant time here. Okay. Uh, five dings, 38 ribs, and a 219 batting average. Because what year was, uh... That's,
2: a, that's pretty bummish.
1: Yeah, because, uh... With that many
2: we, at-bats, that's he's a
1: Him and Cervelli were pretty much the everyday catcher one year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So there should you. That was what? That was the second to last year, Posada.
1: It was either two thousand twelve or two thousand thirteen. Let's look at Cervelli. No, I I love Cervelli, man. Okay, but let's look at it. Yeah, two seventy eight batting average isn't going to get him up here.
2: So we got to go with some sexy names. How about
1: Austin Romine?
2: No. What do you mean no? Romans our boy, bro. Yeah,
1: but still. I mean, come on now. Let's be realistic. No. Man.
2: I'm not I'm not putting him on the list. I'm telling you right now.
1: We're, all right. First of all, he's been with the Yankees in, since 2011. And he's done a fine job. And he's done a fine job with seven home runs, 58 runs batted in, and a 220 average. No, I'm
2: not putting him on. All right, fine. I freaking love him, bro. Why don't you love marry him then? Maybe I will. All right, give me... Give me what you got there. Alright. If we're gonna go sexy here, you gotta you gotta throw flash on. Right? You gotta throw flash on. Flash Stewart and Rodriguez. Flash Stewart pudge. Done. That's it. Because everyone else is just gonna be like, eh.
1: Cause you figure everybody else was just a backup, spent, you know, maybe 30 or 40 games here. Flash was here for a couple seasons. Stewart was here for a few seasons. And Pudge Rodriguez is a Hall of Famer that did not perform well at all as a Yankee. Even
2: though, I mean, it was the end of his career, but still. Done. I like it. So that's where we're going with. So just so everyone knows, this is our Bronx Bummer segment. So far, you have voted on Chris Carter.
1: Chris Carter. Stephen Drew.
2: Stephen Drew at second. Brendan Ryan at short.
1: Kevin Eucalis at third. And your starting pitcher is Carl, Carl Pavano, Pavano, which the closest race of them all, every other race was a blowout, but Pavano just eked out Keigawa by one yeah. percent. And
2: I said last podcast that uh at least putting Pavano on would make this a toss up. If we didn't if if we didn't listen to you and put Pavano on this list, Kei Gawa would have ran away with it. Because no one else was even close.
1: So, really,
2: K. was the bigger bum, one hundred percent. But people just hate Pavano for what he did.
1: Because you know what? Everybody had a crush on Alyssa Milano from their youth. Their youth as uh, their, when they Sam, were youths, when uh, she was Sam Maselli, tomboy extraordinaire on Who's the Boss. You know, and they were jealous that he was. Uh, you know, he was doing his thing with her while he was making uh, forty million dollars, crashing his Corvette <laughs> into a tree.
2: Hey. So there you have it. Chris Stewart, John Flaherty, and our boy Pudge Rodriguez. I mean, uh, this probably
1: hurts your chances of ever getting Flash to do a Q and A for us. But <laughs> hey, you know, got to cut your losses somewhere,
2: right? Hey, I already reached out to him. He hasn't gotten back to me, so He belongs on the list just for that, right? <laughs> All right. So that's. I mean,
1: anything happened while we were recording? I mean, did uh, the world end? Did Manny Machado become a Yankee? Not yet, man. You want to talk about Adrian Gonzalez going to the Mets? Nope. Real exciting times for the uh,
2: for the uh, the Mets. Yeah, I don't care about them. I'm not worried about anything they do at this point.
1: You hey, you know what? You talk about the market setting itself and getting guys at a bargain.
2: Jay Bruce for three years for thirty hey, million dollars was a bargain. When I talk with disgust about the Mets, it's not as a Yankee fan. It's putting my Myself in the shoes of a of a Met fan myself, and I just couldn't fathom rooting for that team right now. They disgust me as a as a fan. I I just they baffle me. They need to do something big. And we said, I say this, I said this on the podcast before.
1: I'm a fan of baseball, right? So I like when the Mets are good, that they're entertaining to watch. Yeah, of course. So it just gives you an extra game. And you know what?
2: It's just great. Living in the New York area, it's just great when both when teams the are relevant. Because when the Mets are good,
1: their fans are less miserable, and you don't have to hear them like, oh, the Yankees.
2: <laughs> it, just, it just makes things more enjoyable. They leave us alone when the Mets – Listen – When their uh, team is good, they leave us alone. And my then... biggest thing is always that baseball just doesn't get the attention it deserves. And when the Mets and the Yankees are both relevant in this area, you hear a lot more about baseball than you do anything else. So – it's always a good thing when the Mets are good. I, I, like I said, I'm speaking from a Mets fan perspective. Of I just, I they baffle me. I, I just couldn't imagine rooting for them because they don't seem to care about their fans. They just don't. All right, before we go, I, I just caught something on Twitter here. You Darvish to the
1: Minnesota Twins is picking up a lot of traction really? right now. Yeah. Well.
2: It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Apparently, I mean, their is.
1: GM or their owner is really got like a, a man crush on Darvish. I forget who it is. The, the owner, or the GM. I think it's the GM has like a real man crush on you, Darvish, and they're willing
2: to go above and beyond to bring him in. Well, we'll see, man. We'll see what we're talking about next pack. Next, ooh ha! See what we're talking about next podcast episode. Uh, will it be Machado to the Bronx? Will it be Darvish to Minnesota? I don't know. We shall see.
1: You know, names we don't talk about, though, is like uh, Jake Arrieta. You give no credence or or thought about him coming here whatsoever.
2: Hey, at this point, it it all comes down to the money, man. It all comes back to the money. Who knows? I I think the Yankees should add one more guy. I really do. But we'll see.
1: All right, so that's gonna uh, put a nice little bow on episode twenty-four. Again, thank you to Delia Enriquez of the Bronx Pinstripes for coming on here. D Fire Girl Four is where you can find her on Twitter. You can find a Junior underscore NYYST, That idiot jerk on Twitter. Also, I was less of a. You know, boy- you
2: call me an idiot jerk every episode.
1: Do I? And let me just let me just. Say I was something. much less I, of
2: a. I just want to. Clarify. I was much less of a bully this week. I just want to clarify something. Mm. You always say that I hate everything, right? That's not the case. Yeah, I do. I'm very black or white. Okay. I either love something or I hate something. That's just who I am. I'm a very upbeat, happy person. You are the miserable one. No. Yes, you are. You always say, I gotta wake up early. Uh, it's whatever. And you never, you know, Big things have happened at NYY Sports Talk over this past week. We're not going to get into it right now, but it's like this huge thing happened. You're like, all right, well, and I'm just sitting there going crazy. Tempered expectations, yeah. my friends. Okay. It's, that's what it is. I'm the happy one. I'm the upbeat one. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do hate a lot of things, but guess what? I also love a lot of you things. You hate everything. No. Yes. No, I don't.
1: All right. You're still stupid. Yeah.
2: I, uh, I'm not the brightest. No, you're not. I'm not. Okay.
1: Okay. How do you turn on? Wait a, a minute. Wait, huh? Wait a minute. Okay. Can we go home now? <laughs> yes. All right. Follow me on Twitter at Christian underscore nyyst Please go to Facebook. Look us up. Follow us. Give us a like there. Follow at NYY Sports Talk. Go to the website NYY Sports Talk.com. Uh, swag up. But in all seriousness, please, uh, check out our store. Pick up some merch. Uh, you don't have to use that lame term, but we would appreciate it if you picked up some merch. Help support your boys at NYYST. And um, that's it, right? That's it, man. So, Chris... <laughs>